Welcome to this week's episode of Inside Eagle News, where we will dive into everything FGCU. If this is your first time listening, I'm Addie, the Assignment and Features Editor for Eagle News. I'm Tori, Eagle Media's Executive Editor. And I'm Abby, the Editor-in-Chief for Eagle News. As usual, we have a lot of news to talk about since our last show. It's always a busy time for the team here at Eagle News. This week, we welcome our fourth guest, Tim Belzer, Eagle News Assistant Photo Editor. Tim is a junior majoring in journalism and has been with Eagle News since last spring. To start the conversation, we're going to ask Tim a few questions about his journalism experience. All right, Tim. So, how did you get into journalism? So, it all started in the eighth grade. I was a part of, like, my, this TV production. It was absolutely terrible. I hated it. I was, like, one of the anchors, and I was like, I never want to do this, do this again. It's stupid. And then my freshman year of high school, I was on the school paper just because my friends were on it. And then, once again... Wasn't a big fan of it, but funny story. I wrote about myself, because I was also on the basketball team, so, and I got to call myself handsome on a, an article. <laughs> oh. So that was, that was fun. Okay. Then after that, I just never did journalism again until last year, because my life just went. What does that mean? So, <laughs> step one of my sophomore year of high school, I just didn't do the paper anymore because I just wasn't a fan of journalism at the time and then had no direction in life practically. So I just went to another fun fact, Edison State College because I'm that old, which is now FSW. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm Edison State College years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I went there for a couple years, had no idea what I wanted to do. Then I ended up joining the Marine Corps and I was like, oh, I'm going to be combat camera and I'm going to be so cool all these cool things and then I ended up fixing airplanes for five years sometime around there I realized oh no I think journalism is where I want to go (laughs) (laughs) learned my lesson and then I came back to school came to FGCU and I was like you know what I'm going to join school paper I'm going to go to school for journalism here I am wow we're so happy to have you thank you you know I knew some of that but it's just like hate journalism and now you love it right yeah that's just kind of like a crazy switch. Hmm. So if you're listening and you hate journalism, maybe you just join the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or join Eagle News. <laughs> what are the other? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So how did you get into taking photos? Or who has inspired you? How it started is a weird story. So uh, I went to, like, I was, like, in downtown Fort Myers one day, just, like, hanging out on top of the parking garage, just of boredom. And, you know, once again, I'm a very old man. And I had, like, this terrible, like, Android <laughs> camera. And I just, like, had my feet on the, like, on the ledge. And I was, like, taking pictures. I'm like, oh, it's a cool picture. And I was it's just, a like, very Tumblr-esque. Honestly, I'm, I'm a Tumblr girl. <laughs> and I was like, oh, these pictures are really cool. And I was like, they want to get into photography. And then just slowly but surely. So when was that? 2013. Okay. Okay. So you've been taking pictures for a while. So is there anyone that, like, inspires you, like, photographers? Photographers in general? No, I don't really have someone, like, I look up to. They're, like, people. He's, like, myself. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm so handsome. I look right. up to myself. I like photographer friends, and I'm, like, oh, that's awesome. I'm, like, cool. And then, like, we, like, collaborate and, like, and I, like steal tips and stuff. But I don't oh. have, like, there's not, like, a, oh, my favorite photographer is Bob Smith or whoever. Like, <laughs> okay. Okay, Bob. <laughs> Go off, Bob. <laughs> what kind of events on campus are your favorite to photograph? 
I like the art galleries. It was fun. Like, it's a little repetitive, but like, there's always something fun and aesthetic to take pictures of. I like doing those, and then the people are cool. There's like, it's like all like the weirdos on campus, but like, and I mean that lovingly. Like I. Um, what outside of FDCU, what kind of stuff do you like to take pictures of? Street photography. Like people or landscape? Landscape more often. Same too. Buildings. Me too. It's a lot less awkward. Buildings don't judge you if you take a bad picture. And they don't talk oh. either. <laughs> How poetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you want to do after you graduate college? Like what kind of field do you want to go into? Generally like either photojournalism or investigative journalism. I go to like I want to make old men in ties angry. Wherever oh, means. can we quote you saying that? Because that's really yeah. nice. That's, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of feel that, honestly. I feel like that kind of is what journalism is, too. Yeah. Eh, sometimes, to a certain point. I feel like when you get into political journalism, yeah. it's just people are always mad. Yeah, there's no winning, really. You really Even just know it's for us, yeah. at least. You really just have to be okay with that. I think, I think we get tennis. really good at confrontation. Yeah. <laughs> so you both take photos and write for us. Um, but what are some of your favorite kinds of stories to write for us? Favorite kinds? My, well, my favorite story I ever wrote for Evil News, it was last year's about um, when Lynn Milner, the founder of the journalism program, she, along with Jeff Gwynn, was his name, she had the thing with the corrections mm-hmm. in the book, and then like, that was like such a cool story because like I, I felt like it was just it was supposed to be like a panel, but I ended up just like deep diving for like hours on like all the information on it. So that was, that felt fun. I felt like a, an investigator. I was just like going in. I was like, oh, this is a cool fact. This is a cool fact. And I was like, no, this is too much. I shouldn't put this in the story. And it was like lots of like trying to figure out what was like relevant. And I was just like enjoying the process way too much. Yeah, that story was really cool. Are you working on any stories right now that you want to talk about? Uh, currently, I'm working on. Uh, cap stories like counseling and protect psychological services and all the things they work on and the benefits that students don't know about yet work on that and then attempting to work on an urban buzz story <laughs> but me and the owner we've just been like playing phone tag for so long but I think Monday afternoon we're gonna we're finally gonna have our date finally. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. your <laughs> date but yeah but yeah this December urban buzz should be coming to UV so yeah I love urban buzz Oh, that's really ironic that you brought that up because I just deleted it out of the drive today because I was like, I didn't know if it was still happening. Oh, no. <laughs> Never mind, I'm no longer working on that No, story. I want you to. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's happening. Um, okay, well, that's all the questions we have. So thanks for coming on this episode, Tim. So now we're going to recap on some of the things we've covered since our last episode, and you can kind of give your input on the things we talk about. And the first one is has a lot to do with you because you covered it. Um, so FGCU... In accordance with um, Florida House Bill 931, had to create an Office of Public Policy Events. Um, and earlier in the semester, they had their first group forum, which is required through the House Bill. And then they also have to do two debates in the year. So last week, they had their first debate, and it was on affirmative action. Tim, you covered it. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? What happened? Oh, yes, I was actually really excited for this. Like, Abby was supposed to cover it, and then, like, I emailed her, and I was like, hey, uh, if no one wants to do it, like, <laughs> I'll do it. And, but yeah, that one's really fun. Um, it was very interesting. I'm disappointed that it was a virtual debate, but it was, I love the fact that 
it was like civil discussion and it didn't really feel like a debate. It felt like just people like giving information mm-hmm. and it felt like two sides with the same goal of making like education affordable for all and then like finding the best way to be equitable to as many students as possible. Yeah, I would agree. Neither of the people in the debate were actually from FGCU, which was is like kind of the point of the debate, I think, is to bring to outside people who are knowledgeable on the topic to come debate. And it was kind of, I mean, technically FGCU hosted it because we had the man who was emceeing the event here in person, but like students or faculty from any state school in Florida were able to join the Zoom. So it's kind of interesting. Um, do you want to talk about who the two people were that were debating? Uh, yes. Number one, Cornell West. Huge fan of him. He's a presidential candidate in the, I think right now he's currently in the Green Party, previously People's Party, but political commentator, like philosopher, amazing person. I'm a huge fan of his. He's the most charismatic man alive. Very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> preacher's kid, lovely dude. And the other dude, uh, somebody I wasn't familiar with before, his name was Robert George. I see he goes to Princeton. He was a Harvard man. Um, he went to Harvard Law, I want to say. Let me look him up. Oh, yeah, so Harvard, I don't... But he currently works at Princeton. That's what it was. Yeah, he went to Harvard Law. But like, oh, really? Yeah. He currently works at Princeton. But yeah, and then they had a personal relationship. They were they were good friends. They they their parents were good friends as well. They, yeah. And they were on different sides of the affirmative action debate. Um, affirmative. Yeah, action debate. But it. Like, like I said, like, it didn't feel like they were on different sides. The, in the entire time, it felt like they were just, like, supporting each other. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I think it's important to, just because people disagree with some things, you can still have a civil conversation. Um, yeah. So, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I read the story, so it was really good. It was. Stop. It's very educational. Mm-hmm. Were there a lot of students there? More than I expected. So I actually popped in to the group forum that they had earlier in the semester. Um, And I, when I was at that event, there were no students. It was all faculty and staff or higher administration. Um, So when I went to this debate, I was expecting to see no students, but actually there was, there were quite a few students there, which I'm glad because this is kind of for students and faculty, so. I think, sorry, I think a lot of students care about affirmative action, Mm -hmm. so that's probably part of it. It's something that kind of affects us, so. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the next story I wanted to talk about is in our October print issue, which you can find anywhere on campus. Um, And we have been doing student features on students from each of the colleges at FGCU. And this month, we featured the Bauer School of Music and the Arts. So, Addie, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So, like Abby said, our student feature this month was Kwong Vo. Um, and his story is actually really cool. He's 17 and a freshman here. And he's from Vietnam and moved here in August by himself. Um, he is um, he's majoring in piano performance. Um, and has already traveled all over the world, winning crazy competitions. Um, In one of his competitions before he moved here, he won a piano 
that he actually gave to his nine-year-old brother, which was really sweet, because when he was home, he was teaching his brother how to play piano on his piano. So now that he's gone, his brother can play piano, you know, and practice on the piano that his older brother won him. I am just now realizing that he is 17. Like, that's crazy. 17? He's so young. Just imagine moving your whole entire life across the world at 17 years old. And having this many accomplishments by 17. He doesn't have his family here. He's all by himself. Does he speak very good English? He speaks five languages. Um, 17. Yeah. Does he live on campus? Yeah, he lives in Sovi. It's insane. And just, like, talking to him, like, during our interview... Um, it, it was pretty short just because, like, there is obviously a language barrier. Like, English is not his first language, and I don't speak a lick of Vietnamese. Um, so that was, like, it was, it was tough for both of us. Um, but in our interview, you could just, like, tell that he is the sweetest human being. Like, he was so nice and just so humble and was like, yeah, like, this is no big deal. And I was like, dude, I want to meet you, him. He's so sweet. I want to meet him. He has, in some of his competitions, um, where he was in like the 14 to 17 year old age group, he was performing with 18 and 29 year olds. Wow. Because he was just too good. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Insane. And you took the photos for that spread, right? I did. Yeah, I was going to tell you today, actually, I was looking at um, the October issue yesterday at that spread, and I was like, these photos are really good. And I realized that you took them, so. Yeah, photography one is really coming in clutch right now. (laughs) 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 Shout out to James Greco for teaching me everything I know. Um, Okay, so... On October 16th, President Tamura sent out an email to students, faculty, and staff on more information regarding the Cohen Student Union remodel. And we haven't really heard much about it, so when the email did come out, I wanted to write a short brief on it. According to the email, it will take about two years to complete all the renovations. The university is conducting the renovations in three phases. Phase one will begin October 30th, which is today, if you're listening. And we'll focus on updating Einstein Bros and the walkway lobby area leading out to the bookstore parking lot. So this is just phase one of the renovations. Like I said, there wasn't much information on the other renovations. So I'm kind of curious like what else they're doing. But Einstein's is moving to the rally um, until it's over. So I don't know. The pictures that were like attached in the email looked really cozy if that makes sense like that's kind of a weird word to use but like (laughs) I guess I don't know like the seating looks very comfortable and I know the vision that they have is more of like a living room comfortable type space if that makes sense so I'm kind of excited to see what happens and I know this story got so much attention on the Eagle News Instagram I was shocked honestly (laughs) because the story was very short it was like 200 words just because we were going off the information in the email which wasn't much and which everyone got but apparently people don't read their emails no so (laughs) no one reads their emails so I guess we're the only ones but I thought that was kind of cool um but I'm excited to see like what 
what's next. I'm excited. I wish that they weren't doing it in the middle of the semester, but. But. Yeah, <laughs> it would make me. more sense to just like knock as much out during the summer. Yeah. But I'm curious to see if that's what they end up doing and making the bulk of the renovations over the summer. Yeah. It's so possible. We heard about the Cohen renovations in the spring. And then when we tried to, because someone was going to write a story on it. And when they tried to reach out, they were like, yeah, we don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know either. I mean, honestly, it's not really that disruptive down there. Other than the fact that it's closed off. But like they moved all the tables over. So it's not like there's less places for students to sit. I'm wondering when they're going to do the actual, like, Harv's Place section because that's where, like, Chick-fil-A, Brahma yeah, true. is. And I think people are going to be a little, like, disheveled. Yeah. They need their Chick-fil-A, you Which, know? I need my Chick-fil-A. Would be a good idea to do over the summer when nobody right. and their mom I'm, is here. I'm wondering if, like, that's what they're waiting for because it is in three phases. So maybe they're doing phase one now and then phase two in the spring and then phase three in the summer. It's possible. Would- that would just be a year. True. Instead of two. Or maybe they're doing it over break. Christmas. Oh, that's true, too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. It's hard to know how fast they're moving on the Einstein stuff. Because every time I pass it, it doesn't look like anything's being done. Well, well they're, they're supposed to be moving this weekend. Yeah, they are moving this oh, weekend. Okay. It, I don't know if it said how long they would be closed, though. I want to say it was, like, Friday through Sunday. But I cannot be quoted on that. I don't think it was a long time that they said that they'd be closed. It just doesn't look like they're doing much over there. Yeah. From the outside. I also want to know what their limited menu looks like. Because the rally is very small. And yeah. I don't really know, like, how much. Because I was walking over there yesterday, and they were, like, Einstein's workers, like, in the rally area. And I'm like, how are they going to Yeah. The, there's an- how are they going to dish out some all their food from that little tiny space? Okay, wait. This is going to be embarrassing. But that smoothie machine it's gone. is gone so maybe they're like expanding the booth that the smoothie machine is gone yeah I think about a whole everyone hated it yeah no one liked it what about no and the noodle it. place is like it shut down out of order yeah and it has been forever that's what happens when we use AI oh shut <laughs> up <laughs> I don't know so what we all naturally spend a lot of our time in the newsroom so I thought it would be cool to talk about the dynamic we have um, so for anyone that doesn't know, we are located in McTurnigan 201. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, Come say hi. Come to say our hi. meetings. Tuesdays at noon. Um, I feel like Abby's the one that spends the most time in the newsroom out of all of us. But I did spend five hours in there yesterday. So so I can talk Yeah, about my experience. Okay. Um, I <laughs> you know, yesterday I did get a lot of work done. I will say that. But... I think it was earlier in the week. I had so much to do, and I was in the newsroom, and I was just, you know, chatting it up with everyone because it's just very distracting because we are all friends, and we do like to hang out, so you kind of just get, like, caught up in the moment, and then you realize that it's two hours later, Mm -hmm. and it's 5 p.m., and you need to go home and get away from everyone to do your work. Yeah. I've had both experiences because sometimes when you're in there, it's easy to get Eagle News work done because you're, like with other Eagle News people, so you're like, let's get this done, let's get this done. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. then sometimes I have to leave. 
sometimes I'll just like need to go to the library by myself because and they will find us specifically no. Abby they everyone finds Abby <laughs> wherever she goes I swear our staff writers hunt me down like they have a tracker on me no matter where I go I'm not safe <laughs> I'll be in like the back corner of the silent area in the library and I'll have three different people oh, Abby can I sit area. with you I'm like no <laughs> can't wait to get away from you but I'm just kidding I love being with everyone I love being in the newsroom. It's just sometimes I need to actually get more things done than I am getting done. I feel like I'm always very absent from the newsroom for that reason because I cannot yeah. get any work done if I'm around people. I will oh, chat. Oh, yeah, you put yourself in the closet. Oh, I, I do. I have to, like, lock in and lock myself in a dark room and get it all done. So I have no distractions. She does lock herself in a dark closet. I've I heard do. this story. It <laughs> yeah, terrifies I, me just a little bit. <laughs> How about a lot? Terrifies me a lot. Me too. Um, I do get it though. Like the newsroom is not. There's just too many colors and too many people, and there's always music. And I'm just snacks. I have snacks in my closet. Oh my gosh! I did supply the newsroom with Capri Suns because they were Bogo at Publix, and they are all gone. So, I think Jeffrey's the one that drank them all. I only had one. I think Jeffrey's the one that drank them all. Because it's not that Jeffrey would drink them all. It's that you'd have one and then he'd be like, does anyone want a Capri Sun? And everyone would be like, yeah. What else do we have in there? We have Halloween pretzels, but they're not Halloween shaped, according to Alex. They don't even realize that until yesterday. It's just the packaging. And we have a ginormous, let me repeat, ginormous bucket of candy that everyone just eats all day. So when we're stressed, we just eat more candy and it makes us even more stressed and more hyper. Don't we have two? Yes. We do have, we do. <laughs> and a huge bag of candy corn. Yeah. So we're just, it's really not good. It's Okay, but sometimes, though, the newsroom is a very productive place to be. No, I, I feel agree. like it depends. I was there. When it's a Tuesday or Thursday and you're by yourself. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got some stuff done yesterday, but that's probably because it was me and Jeffrey, and there wasn't really anyone else in there, and he was eating. Yeah. So he was preoccupied. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jeffrey. He was preoccupied. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's traffic. <laughs> but, um, so Abby and Addie, do you want to talk a little bit about the November issue and how that's going? I know deadline is fastly approaching as usual. Um, I think it's the 13th, if I remember correctly. Our writing deadline no. is the third. It's the third. No, the print deadline. Is we don't need 13th. to tell anybody else when the print deadline is. <laughs> they don't need to know. <laughs> They don't need to know. They need to know it's the third. Well, they don't listen. Anything later than the third, you're getting cut. I'm cutthroat this month. I say this every month. I feel like we're really ahead. <laughs> and then? And then the week of comes around, and I feel like I'm drowning. Want to rip my hair out. <laughs> we actually are pretty ahead. We already have a story in. Yay. One story. <laughs> um, And we already, I mean, Bella... This is the earliest that I think we've made our list yeah. in a place where Bella can see it. So we already talked about some of the stories that might need graphics with her, which I think will help. Um, this weekend, I'm hoping to p- make the order. It's just hard to make the order sometimes when you don't know how long they'll be, but you can still like kind of know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hounding all my writers to get me yep. there. <laughs> all writers are being for their articles. Yep. Actually, wait, we have two stories in. Mine will be mm-hmm. done uh, before 
Monday. Wow. Because it's for a class. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, then we'll have three. (laughs) Mine's going to be, my Greek life story's going to be tight because there's a lot of drama and no one wants to get back to me because they're really busy with drama. (laughs) That sounds drama. The drama. The dramatic. We don't have a buffer for news no features. Nope, but I'm going to go to their office. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, so it's going good is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I honestly think that it's going good. I have a clearer, like, vision than I've had in the past, I would say. Mm-hmm. However, pretty sure every month I say that. Yeah. And every month I'm proven wrong. We could so. go back to the other episodes. We're, we're so ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's going so well. And then we, like, turn off the mics. Like, yeah, no. No, November I feel really good about because October was traumatizing a little bit. We had some technical errors. Um, Don't even get me started. It was very traumatizing. I just think we so never now, speak of the October no, issue. I don't want to talk about it. But now I feel inspired, you know? Hopefully we don't have any technical issues or that will be the end for us. Like done. up at Eagle News forever. Yes. <laughs> we that will be, burn this organization to the ground. That will be the end Yeah. Oh, boy. Um... Okay, so similar to our last episode and episodes before this, because I think it's kind of fun to talk about different things, um, I want to talk about a few things we deal with every day as student journalists. So first question, how do we ensure that our work is accurate and factual when we have to meet a deadline? Double, when we have to meet a deadline. Triple, quadruple tech, check. I can't speak today. Yeah. Check it and check it again and check it again. Yeah, I... When Abby and I are, like, going over stories that, like, are important, important, you know, like, we can't mess anything up. We're, like, where they get this information or where they get this. So we have to double check with the writer. And they're, like, if they say that we don't know, we have to take it out. Or we have to find it ourselves because we really can't risk. We really don't want to get on anyone's bad side, honestly, right now um, or ever. And we've been putting out a lot more articles lately on President Timur, the Board of Trustees, student government, stuff like that. And those are the people that you really need to be careful about misquoting or not giving proper attribution to yeah um so we we have been very cautious recently um but if there is ever like a mistake or a story's updated for whatever reason what we do is we just like put it at the top and we italicize and we say when it was updated at what time and like for what reason we don't give a specific reason but we just say like updated for quotational errors or um, factual errors or something like that. So We, can we be, haven't had to do that this semester. I think we did it once. Oh. Yeah. But other than that, we don't do it that much, but it's it's good that we yeah. don't really do it. But it, it's definitely hard, especially when you have to meet a deadline. And specifically when it comes to print, because if something gets printed, you cannot go back from that. Yeah. Like, there's think... no going back. No, yeah. I think it helps that we have a couple different layers of editing that every story goes through. So we have so many different eyes looking at each story. I think that helps. Tim, you said you're interested in investigative journalism. Do you have anything to say on this? How do you ensure that your work is accurate and factual? Like I already said, like double, triple, quadruple, like like looking at it. I also like interview myself in my head or like pretend I'm a person and like I'll like ask the question. I'll see this fact, I'm like, how is this question true? And then, like, I'll get a little nervous, and then, like, I'll probably spend, like, 10 minutes on, like, making sure the facts are good, and then, like, 55 hours on, like, grammar. <laughs> but, like, yeah. It, I just don't want to be, like, that writer, that journalist who, like, puts out, like, a wrong information, like, and have to retract it. Cause, like, mm-hmm. It's a black mark on you. Yeah. 
So the next question, um, this is more of a fun question. I thought about it over the weekend, actually, and I was like, we're going to ask this on Inside Eagleness. If you could interview anyone, alive or dead, who would you interview and why? I feel like that question is just, like, so fun. Oh, my gosh. Can I go first? Of course. Taylor Swift. I knew you were going to say I that. knew <laughs> it as well. Why? Um, because she she's so public with her life. But then in interviews, she'll talk about, like, things where she's like, this happened to me, and, like, no one no one thinks it's true because no one leaked it to the press because some of my friends are actually decent human beings. So, like, if I could talk to her and interview her and be like, tell me all the tea. <laughs> Give it to me straight. And she would. And I think she would because I'm a loyal fan. Okay. That's, that's valid. And I love her very much. Who wants to go next? Tim. I'll go next, yeah. Kind of in the same genre. Mine is our Lord and Savior, Lana Del Rey. <laughs> One of like my random goals that will happen, I've been manifesting for months now, is I'm going to be her personal biographer during one of her tours. Um, I don't yes. know when it's going to happen, but it will happen. It will happen. But yeah, so like when I do that, I'm going to interview her all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. We're so, going to be traveling together on a bus. Can I add something to mine? Sure. Has anyone read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo? No, but it's on my bookshelf. Me too. To so, list. I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't. However, the like, like <laughs> it's about a ghost writer yeah. who's writing the biography of Evelyn Hugo. If I could do that for Taylor Swift, I think m- my life would end. Taylor Swift's <laughs> ghost writer? Like, That's so funny. Like, if I could write her biography when she's old and gray and, like, dying. It would have to be a series. Oh, yeah. I would, (laughs) it would be my greatest achievement (laughs) and the best day of my life. Okay, um, mine is Bernie Sanders. Ooh. I am, (laughs) I'm obsessed with this old man. Um, everyone in my family knows that I, it is my wish, my one wish to meet him before he dies. And I, you know, I'm always looking up his health to see like, because he is very old. 82. And I just want to, I, I want to talk to him. Yes. But like, I do want to see him. But when I was in DC, um, last spring, of course he wasn't there. Um, but I'm hoping since I want to go into political journalism, like, one day, one day before he dies, I will get to see him and talk to him. So yeah, that's that's my dream. I, I'm that's like, so I'm actually obsessed with him. It's it's like your Taylor Swift obsession. I don't have an answer still. I'm thinking. See, because here's what I'm thinking. There's like two sides to this coin. Okay, I could either choose someone that I like, admire, and would like know that I'd become friends with. You know, like someone famous that I'm like, I want to be friends with them. <clears throat> Casey Musgraves, or I could pick someone, like, from history, because it says dead or alive, Mm -hmm. and then I could learn about history. Okay, do both. Do both? Say both. Why not? Okay, well, number one, Casey Musgraves. Okay. It might just be her. I'm obsessed with her. She is my Taylor Swift, okay? (laughs) All these people are young. You guys are lucky. You'll probably get to meet them. Well, I'm about... Casey Musgraves was, I'm assuming she's a singer now, based off context clues. She is a like singer. Her music, actually. You probably yeah, would. Yeah, you would. Very like. I'm gonna cry. Indie. The look you're giving me. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you 
would you tell me that? <laughs> Anyways, I had to pick maybe like, ooh, oh, there's so many options. Oh, oh, I know who my historical one would be, George Washington. I was about to say that, but then I was like, what if we did someone from like Queen? Oh, oh, I know, Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh, final answer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm intrigued. I think my dead person. Hold on. <laughs> Let me reword that. I think if I could interview a dead person, it would either be like Queen Elizabeth. Okay, I was going to say that. Betty White. Ooh. Betty oh. White. Or, or Benjamin Franklin. Because I loved Benjamin Franklin growing up. Like Me too, but with Thomas Jefferson. So I'm a Benji John kind of F. Girl. Kennedy. <gasps> oh, that's a good one. I want to know about the Marilyn Monroe stuff. Tim, I do you have a, a dead person? I probably would have said interview? JFK, but like now maybe give me 10 seconds. <laughs> Abe Lincoln. That's who I'm Literally anyone. Literally anyone. Literally any of them. They're all so intriguing. Because I feel like there's like so much context missing. Yeah. You can't like interview that person, so it's like, there's too many people to pick from because, like, you get, like, accurate context. It's, like, there's probably, like, a million things in history, like, we have wrong that are just, like, facts that are repeated. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't send me down this rabbit hole. Someone well, here's the other thing, too. It travel. feels like, especially when we're talking about, like, American historians mm-hmm. or people from American history, it really feels like a lot of what they did in their lives were, like, recorded. So what you said, maybe it's wrong. Or... What if we interview them and we're literally just getting like old American tea and there's just like <laughs> drama that no one wrote down because we know so much about them, I feel like, that they're like, well, actually, behind the scenes. Yeah, because they wouldn't write that stuff down because it's unprofessional. Right. I would and love it's not that. like they had. I would eat that up. Like they had complete control over what was being recorded that of is themselves. Interesting. And so I'm sure like they would write it down and then burn it. Huh? I, I bet there are so many notebooks that are just turned to ash <laughs> because <laughs> diaries because they <laughs> wrote down all the drama that was going on and then they were like, oh man, someone's gonna find this and have my head on a stick, literally, because you know the times, <laughs> and burn and they burned it. No one can read ash like that's, that's, you know that's what I mean. JFK would be like a good pick because he was like the first like celebrity president, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So like. Oh, he was going crazy when he was cheating like all the celebrities all the scandals probably some drugs yeah as usual follow eagle news on instagram at eagle news and follow inside eagle news on instagram at inside eagle news to stay up to date with the latest campus news and that's all we have for today make sure to tune in on monday november 13th for our next episode to hear about what's been going on inside eagle news this is tori Foltz. this is abby Muth, and this is addie mccullough and this has been inside eagle news